been a long time man but here we go yeah yeah it's been a, it's been a minute everything's been you've had a lot going on on your end uh, i would be lying if i said i had a lot going on on my end <laughs> i'm not even gonna try to make up shit but i i've enjoyed the last month i've been doing a lot of fun stuff i've been, i haven't been stressed out at all given everything in the world and we don't have yeah. to waste any time talking about that we hear about that all day long but i tell you one thing i've had fun with is coming up with creative oatmeal dishes and i know you have a few too but man, I tell you, the other day, it was low on groceries and I, I didn't want to go to the grocery store. I had enough food around to make a good meal in terms of nutrition. I didn't know if it was going to taste good, but I figured what the hell. So I used oatmeal as a base in almond milk, and then I added garbanzo beans to it. Now, garbanzo beans actually are pretty neutral, so you can actually use them in a lot of dishes, and it won't alter the taste that much. Then I added some sunflower seed butter, which, by the way, is delicious on its own little bit of cinnamon, threw some raisins in there, and that was the meal. Now, this sounds like a really odd conglomeration of different foods, but I tell you what, this not only was this nutritious, I mean, it was, it was delicious. This was really good. It was so good, the next day I made another version. I, this time I had black beans, pistachio nut butter. You can get that on Amazon. Same, same oatmeal batch, and, I, and that was damn good, too. And what I also like about this is this is actually a really healthy meal. It's a good balance of, it's about, it's over 40 grams of protein. So people always talk about, oh, you can't get protein on a vegan diet. Yeah, right. There's no protein powder added either. And I said, that's, yeah. that's always like the cheating way. It's like, yeah, here's my, my, you know, you know, you know, what's funny is when someone gets someone in the fitness world gets into a plant-based diet, they've got to add protein powder to everything. Every damn thing, man. You know, you know, what's the worst <laughs> You know what is the worst thing ever? And I'm I'm probably I'm about to piss off probably a lot of plant-based people. You know what's the shittiest food you can do with protein powder? Pancakes. Oh, shitty, shitty, shitty. Those those come on. Nothing says poverty like protein pancakes. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's what they look like. Poverty pancakes. I don't care who you are. And you can sit there right now and listen, like, not my you never tasted my my protein pancakes, and I probably never will. I don't care what you say. First of all, they will not, if you're going to make pancakes, make sure they're going to be pancakes. If they're not fluffy, they're not pancakes. If it's this flat thing that's just full of protein powder and, and sugar or whatever you want, agave or whatever you want to sweeten it with, I'm sorry. That's not, those are not the pancakes I grew up loving. And so I just rather not have them at all. In fact, here's the thing. If your protein pancakes are so badass, because here's the thing what you can do with pancakes, the same batter you can use with conventional pancakes, you can make waffles with as well so if you can't make a good waffle with that same protein pancake batter then your protein pancakes suck ass okay so there it is there's my rant now back to your oatmeal (laughs) i got a few things to say about that too but i'll finish off this oatmeal this oatmeal dialogue now what i also like about this is 40 grams of protein good amount of low glycemic carbohydrates good fats i mean this is actually a really healthy meal it's actually a great pre-workout meal meaning two hours before you train i don't mean an hour before you train you don't want your body trying to not gonna end well yeah two three hours before you train which is what i recommend even for a protein shake you want to go in with an empty stomach this meal is actually really good and it takes 10 minutes if even that to make it it's fast sometimes you just need to make something fast you just need to get as much nutrition into your body as quickly as possible this is a perfect option. And I tell you, the black beans with pistachio nut and oatmeal, that, that was even better than the garbanzo beans and the sunflower seed butter and oatmeal. So it, uh, I, and I bet there's ways to make it taste even better than this. This was me just messing around in the kitchen one day, just grabbing <clears throat> whatever's around and putting it together. Yeah. 
So it's, it's not that difficult to come up with healthy, quick meals, right? That's always the criticism we hear is, oh, healthy meals take so long to make. They really don't. They really don't no. take that long to make at no. all. It's, yeah, man. It's one of the hacks that I do um, with my oatmeal, first of all, one of the things I love to do is make oatmeal inside of a rice cooker. Hmm. It's like one of the best ways to make sure the texture, the, the consistency is always great when you do it in the rice cooker, you especially steel cut oats, because steel cut oats any other way takes a long damn time, That's you know, just use a conventional pot. But you do it in a rice cooker, it takes about probably less than 10 minutes to do it that way instead of waiting 20 and 30 minutes or whatever with um, just traditional like pots and pans or whatever. Now, do you mix it with so, water in there or you, what do you mix? So, with? yeah, so you can use, you can use water and sometimes I'll take plant milk. So I'll take um, the um, silk plant milk, which is like a mixture of pro, uh, pea protein, almond milk, I mean almonds and cashew because it's yeah. smoother. It's a lot smoother and it's a little thicker. It has a right. better consistency. So I'll take that that protein milk and I'll use that sometimes with a little bit of water just to kind of, so it won't be too thick. And so, cause by the time it starts heating up, you don't want it to overflow. But, um, so I might mix it like that, but even just with, just like I said, just with water itself, I'm good. So again, you do that two to one ratio. So basically for every two cups of water, you get one cup of oatmeal, of still cut oatmeal to that. And, um, so I'll do that and I'll throw in. So for my seasoning, I'll use cardamom. Um, so fresh ground cardamom, I have cinnamon and I have this, this pumpkin like seasoning as well. So it's like, so basically it's like a, it's like a mixture of all of those, like the cardamom, the, um, it has cinnamon, it has all spice, all of them are mixed together right? and, and pumpkin spice. They're all put, put together. So I'll throw that in there as well. So you got all these anti-inflammatory seasonings going on right here. They all help regulate blood sugar. So this is all a good thing right here. So on top of that. Then out, this is, there, there are certain trail mixes that I have that have all these different mixes. There one that has like dried blueberries, cranberries. Um, it has like, uh, pepitas, which almost they, these little seeds that almost look like pumpkin seeds. So, you know, so it has pumpkin seeds in it. And of course there's like walnuts. And so I might put that in after the fact after it's cooked, because right. before I'll put it in there while it's cooking, but then, I, I sort of realized like with the, um, with the uh, walnuts and the pecans, that's a little too much for me to have with that oatmeal. But with the other seeds though, it was perfect. And you know, I might throw some hemp seeds in there sometimes. So therefore I'm getting these healthy fats. I'm getting these healthy proteins. I'm covering a lot of amino acids with this. And so, and it's filling, it's filling. And after that, like I said, if I want to sweeten it a little bit, then, um, so I have this, <laughs> I have this, Anyone that loves bourbon, they know about Blanton's. Blanton's like one of these top bourbons out there. Well, Blanton's has this really good uh, bourbon maple syrup. It's so damn good. It's so good. And so I might add a little bit of that after the fact, just to sweeten it up a little bit. Otherwise, I might just use some regular maple syrup, just a little bit. So uh, there's some vitamin A, I believe, in um, in maple syrup as well. So that's that's pretty much it. And like I said, man, about 10 minutes, knock that out. And like, oh, oh, as far as uh, I might throw in some pumpkin butter or I might just throw in just regular, you know, organic peanut butter, you know, a lot of times and use that. So, man, when I tell you this oatmeal is the best and it's funny, I was telling you before we start recording. Yeah. One of the reasons why my wife loves it to the fact she's like craves it a lot. She's like, yeah. oh, my God, I really want your oatmeal. Oh, and also the uh, <laughs> I always mispronounce the, the type of cherries these are. 
Mercery or something like that. They're, these cherries out of Washington, they're kind of sour, but I get these at Costco and um, they're these dried cherries. God, they're like the best. Like, God, they're a good snack as well. Um, I'll throw those in sometime as well. But like I said, she craves this oatmeal and she'll take it to go with her. Like when she's out running and doing her errands and everything else, she'll have that as her little meal to take with her. So like I said, this is good. Like you're saying for a pre-workout, I would actually, for what I just told you guys, I would actually have that about three hours before a train, if you're going to have it that way. Otherwise I might have about an hour and a half, two hours after I train, you know, and notice that neither, neither one of us had a protein powder, like we said to this didn't need to, there was no need for that. That's overkill, you know? So and it's really overkill when you go to the restroom, <laughs> especially when you have, because trust me, that's another beautiful thing about this oatmeal that we're talking about, you know, just listen to what Mike was saying, what he uses and what I'm using you're going to be regular as hell as, as well. So oh, whatever's yeah. in you is coming out. I don't believe that. <laughs> you're not going to hold on to anything, you know, and that's a good thing. And it's because it's, this type of, this type of mixture is going to cleanse your system. It's going to help clean those pipes out in that colon. You're going to be actually happy about that. Yeah. I mean, it's so, really good for your, it's just feeding your microbiome, your gut health, yep. getting yes, good sir. amount, of good, healthy fibers in there. I mean, honestly, both of the options we just talked about would be great breakfast options. If you're, oh, I'm it not, is. I'm not a big <laughs> breakfast guy. I'm not that hungry in the morning, but some people are. Some people wake up and that's their biggest meal, and that works really well for them. Something like this would be perfect. Perfect. Yeah, it is. And that's what my wife loves because she loves, she likes breakfast. Whereas the most I do for breakfast, I I might have some fruit. You know, I might have some fruit. Otherwise, I'm drinking tea. Like, oh my God, there's this uh, tea that I just started um, drinking. Um, it's actually matcha green tea with reishi mushrooms, reishi mm. mushroom powder. So you only need about a half a teaspoon of it per, per cup of water, of hot water. And so, and then you take a whisker, this bamboo whisker, you know, to, to actually mix it together. So you don't like mess it up. So it's the, you do a traditional Japanese style as far right. as when you stir it with that bamboo whisker. You can get those at any tea shop or someplace like that. So that's usually what I do. And the good thing about the reishi mushrooms, and um, that matcha you know, green tea, of course, you got a nice, you can have that caffeine without that, the caffeine jitters coming from the green tea. And also from the reishi mushrooms, you know, it's help you, it helps, you know, your lymphatic system. It really helps with the blood flow and you know, things like that. And white blood cell counts help build that up coming from the mushrooms, because here's the thing about a lot of African-Americans, we tend to buy by design have low white blood cell counts and the last time i went and got all my tests done you know my my levels were a little low you know and so my doctor was saying that you know hey you know uh one of the ways you can help you know build those numbers back up is you know consuming more mushrooms i'm like well shit i love mushrooms i'm like well, don't threaten me with a good time okay <laughs> uh i'll do so she was like yeah definitely um look into you know, you know, getting some reishi mushroom and some you know mushroom tea. I'm like, oh, I definitely do that because I love tea as well. And another thing that can help with your blood flow is dandelion tea as well for your lymphatic system and blood flow and those um, white blood cells. So it's um so like I said, man, I, I truly enjoy drinking that tea. And usually that tea holds me over. And like I said, I'll have some more water-based fruit if I am going to have consume something like. Right now we're coming to the end of summer at the time we're recording this. You know, I might have either plums or you know peaches or something like your watermelon, you know, in the morning. And that fills me up without filling me up. I don't feel sluggish or anything like that. I feel actually, and again, it really helps you get your digestive system going first thing, you know, first part of the day when you probably need to get rid of some things you had from the night before or the day before. So, but yeah, the, throwing that oatmeal, like I said, man, your, your insides would be a lot better off 
like I said, when you putting these mixtures together. <laughs> You know, you know let's think about it. There's a lot of people that are full of shit right now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, so not, not just online with their posts, but, you know, even just with their, their health, you know, there's a lot yeah, of people. Yeah. Who... <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. Why do you stop posting annoying stuff on social media after you have this for a week? <laughs> who exactly. Percolate into the rest of your life. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you have all this shit in your insides, why would you think whatever you're professing is going to be any better? <laughs> There's a connection between your gut health and your mental health. And I think, <laughs> I think that is proven every day on social media. <laughs> right. The lack thereof, that is. Because I'll look at things, I'm like, man, you're so full of shit. And then I, I, then I see a picture, I'm like, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> he now, looks when you think about it, sometimes, sometimes well, like, we're talking about this too. It's like, look, I'm not going to waste my time arguing with people over stuff. I, I don't care what people think about a lot of things or really anything. So I'm not going to waste my time. And I think one of the reasons why I have that mentality is because I'm not full of shit. Literally, right. Metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? If I had a crappier diet, I may waste my time. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that may yeah, actually man. be a good idea. Now it's like, no, 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 no. My time is very valuable. That's why when people come at me with, oh, you can make money doing this. You can make money doing that. It's like, why don't you write another book? Why don't you do this? I'm like, look, I'm at a stage in life where my time is the most valuable commodity. And when you think about it, time is the most valuable commodity. Oh, it is. Because you can't get it back. No. So I, I wake up and I go, what am I going to do with my time? Most people, they don't have time. It's always, it's always sliding away from them. They have the weekends. They have a couple hours after work. So time is just fleeting. But when you have the ability to own time, so time works for you rather than, I mean, look, we're all losing time, but, uh, but if you can maximize your time, you're going to enjoy life much more fully. And, and people are like, yeah, well, no shit, man, that makes perfect sense. But then they're not doing anything to move in that direction because it's right. achievable. You know, you do it. I do. We know a lot of people that are in a similar boat where you've been smart with your finances. You run your business in a very efficient way. So that you I'll have more time. And then also, most importantly, is you say no to stuff that you know you don't want to do. There's, a, there's, there's the ultimate time. There's the cheat code for t- saving time right there. Right. Two, two letters, N-O. <laughs> so you don't understand hey, how right. powerful they this weekend? No. It's, no. It's like you're taking money away from a moving company, man. Shame on you. <laughs> <You're> trying- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the answer is no so like I said, yeah that's what i'm gonna spend my day doing it's, it's always funny it's like yeah you know i'll, I'll pay for the pizza afterwards <laughs> or, <laughs> or it's like you know the beers are on me it's like i don't drink beer number one and if, if i want a pizza <laughs> i'm gonna go get one right now i don't have to put in a day of hard labor you know <laughs> a ten dollar piece of food you know? <laughs> right i just have my restaurant make it and have one of our drivers bring it. guess what i've actually helped somebody you know feed their family as well because he works for us. <laughs> you know, right. so it all works out. Everybody's a little happier with this. But yeah, man. Um, and here's another thing. The more I can free up my time and we eat meals like this, I have more time in the bathroom. <laughs> so that's another thing. A lot of people who do finally get have a, a restroom break, you know, it, it may be one time a day. It might be one time a week, which is, ooh, that's scary. But there are people, that's the normal for a lot of people. And so, but that being said, <laughs> I have more time to get things out of me. So therefore, because the thing is, a lot of people don't have time. They have to cut it off. And so therefore, 
they're still a little bit full of the shit. Okay. So, and they're frustrated because they couldn't finish or they couldn't get it out because their, their bowels are so jacked up and they're so constipated. And so that's even, it's even more frustrating. So if you're so time poor that you don't have time to use the bathroom, you got to retaliate. Right. That's the problem there. It's like, no, I don't have time for that. I got stuff to do. It's like, okay, that's the problem right there. (laughs) Right. Oh I'm going to eat yeah, unhealthy man. food so I'm clogged up all the time because that's less time. I have to say, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's, let's down that road. Right. But, um, and then, like I said, man, if you, the more regular you are, not only just helps with your digestive system, it also helps just your overall health in general because you're not going to be as yeah. toxic. You know, you hold a lot of toxins when you're full of shit, man. And I'm telling you, if you're only like taking, if you only use the restroom once a day, man, you got to really think about what you're eating. You got to really think about your food. And don't tell us about it. No emails, you know, no, uh, no graphic descriptions of gut issues you're dealing with. You know, talk to an expert. We'll make, talk to Dom, talk to Dr. Thomas Inkledon. <laughs> he does free consults. First call is free. So just shoot him an email. He'll help you out. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. That. I thought I wanted <laughs> Yeah. <that. laughs> no. I was like, damn, you know. <laughs> so I, it's like, damn, he was, he, he's taking a shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> Now that you brought it up, hold on. <laughs> Keep talking, Mike. Uh, uh, is, is Vince McConnell back on the show? You know, <laughs> disappeared. disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Inside joke for those of you that yeah. show for a long time. You know? yeah, right. <laughs> uh. Man, back, back, yeah, that, man. That, that joke. Oh yeah, here's another funny one. Is I was looking at Ergolog before we started recording, and there's actually a bunch of different articles about health benefits of nuts and seeds. But the title of this one that's at the top of the page right now: "Nuts and peanuts make you a little slimmer." So I, I think it would be hilarious <laughs> if it was just if it just said "nuts make you a little slimmer." But I also think <laughs> it's a hilarious retort to a question that just about every woman always asks is, especially when they know you're a, you're a fitness person. Now, how do I lose weight? It's like, well, girl, I got one word for you nuts. And then that's it. <laughs> no, no additional explanation. Just say that. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Nuts? Like, what do you think I mean? Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's like, what? Like, no, no, it's science. <laughs> so, there's, there's data to prove it. Nuts. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's like this one fitness girl that we, we both know, and she was talking about one time I was hanging out with her in Christos, and it's like, yeah, you know, I eat nuts all day. I have nuts in the morning. I got <laughs> and we're both laughing like little kids. So I, like, uh, I'm cracking up. I'm cracking up. As soon as you said, I'm like, I, 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 hold on. I just thought to myself, like, God, I'm such a six year old because I, I just started cracking up just now. I was like, wow, I'm screwed. So I just grab a handful of nuts, and I was like, yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> yeah. But that's the, that's the cool thing too, is a lot of, I mean, a lot of health, like look, ca- cashews, almonds, things like that. Those, those are delicious yep. foods, man. I mean, those oh, yeah. are, I enjoy eating, but there's a lot of health benefits too. There's health benefits for hormone production. There's health benefits for mobilizing stored fat. There's health benefits for just holding your hunger over. I mean, I mean you I, got zinc, you got zinc, you got all this, all these minerals yeah, that you're missing exactly. out on as well. Yeah, you get a lot of good nutrition there. In fact, in my glove compartment, glove compartment in my car, I have a bag that's a that's a mixed nuts. It's almonds, pistachios, yeah. 
and I, I switch it out every once in a while. I don't have the same bag in there for four years, but that's basically emergency food or it's emergency yeah. food where you're driving around and there's no good food options where you are. You don't want to eat some crappy food. So you yeah. just grab some of this. People are like, oh, you can get an Impossible Burger now at Burger King. I go, yeah, but that's not remotely healthy. Let's not kid ourselves. No, <laughs> no. First of all, none of these, none of these, these fake meats have ever claimed to be healthy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, not- they're alternative meats. Y'all missing? Did you really miss the alternative part? Alternative, not healthy. Okay, because <laughs> I know right. a lot of alternative things in life that are not healthy. Yeah. So let's not equate that. So no, well, beyond burgers and all that. You have those at a restaurant. You have those when you're out. You have those. Well, look, I was playing cards late night with Raina one time, and I was hungry. And the only thing that was open was Denny's. So we went to Denny's, and I got I got a Beyond Meat burger with avocado, tomatoes. I mean, it was actually delicious. Whoa, whoa. whoa. So well, hold on. What, Den- what Denny's are you going to? They're serving Beyond Meat now. <laughs> so, uh, they, really? they serve them at all the – I mean, actually, you know what? Oh, I okay. I don't, I don't go to Denny's so often that I know this for a fact, but I believe that it's, it's pretty oh, okay. much Denny's across the country. What, the funny thing about this Denny's story, though, is that, first of all, I'm in there by myself just having a good meal. And then as I, I went to check out, so here it was so late night that you just go to the cash register to pay for your yeah. meal rather than the waiter take, waitress or waiter taking care of it for you. So I went over there and this lady looked like she had no desire to be there whatsoever. It wasn't that friendly. You know, she didn't say hello. Even after I said hello, I was like, oh, great. One of these people. So as she's ringing up my bill, she looks at me and she goes, how do I know if a guy's playing me? You know, just like that, like really emphatically. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, okay, does this lady know me? You know, she knows something about me. (laughs) (laughs) So have we met? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. what have have I done recently that (laughs) they talked about me? (laughs) Do we know each uh, other in college? I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) I was like, well, young lady, elaborate a little bit, and I'll tell you. (laughs) And she started talking about her her long-distance relationship with some guy at Arizona. The whole thing was funny because she's never been to this guy's house, and Whenever he brings her out there, she stays at a hotel. I shouldn't even say he brings her out there because whenever right. she goes there to visit him, she's staying in a hotel that she's paying for. You know? um, well, guy, I'm done. all the evidence points to that, young lady. This guy allegedly <laughs> says that he still lives at home with his mom. And as she's going on and on with the story, I'm sitting there going, I'm, I'm like, okay, look, a couple, I was like, the, the most obvious thing I can see with this whole story is, this guy's not into you. You know, you're thinking this no. is leading towards a relationship. It's not. Nah. Let me take that right now. You're just some fun side action. You know, for all we know, this guy's married, and that's why you've never been over. Exactly. Him. He's just saying, "Oh, I live at home with my mom," which is that's not a good expert. That's not a good alternative fact either. But <laughs> but at least it's it's it it squashes any desire you may have to go to his house. So it's kind of right. that respect. Now, now, the fact that you have to pay to stay for in the hotel when you go well, visit. that right there, that's what, <laughs> and that is the sign that you're being played. Okay, yeah. so he didn't yeah. even offer to at least pay for at least pay for the room. Yeah, you're being played. But you know what's funny is that she was going on because this lady, she wasn't white. I don't know if she was Latino or Filipino. I didn't get into that. But as she's explaining the story, I go, I go, I go. Let me take a wild guess. This is a white guy. And she starts laughing. She's like, Yeah. I was like, Yeah, because this is what white guy. This is white guy behavior right here. <laughs> yeah, this is the way they play the game. Uh, the rest of us, we play at a way higher level than this. <laughs> you're not even going to know you're being played. All right. Now that's the. <laughs> but this guy, he's not even doing the basics. He's at the bare minimum. It's like, geez. <laughs> like this is a cheap white guy. I can already tell. He's like. <laughs> 
he's trying to have he's trying to make it a good deal with this affair. <laughs> he's trying to have the Costco equivalent. <laughs> no, that's not even, that's not even Costco. That's Sam's. <laughs> you got to take it. Costco is a little too bougie for that, man. It's like, but what's funny is I bring this up because she was a nice lady. You know, we actually had a funny conversation for about 20 minutes after some of the other staff started coming out and they were laughing, too, because I was just breaking it down. And then I was like, I got to stop talking about this because people are going to, they're going to be sitting there going, well, why does this guy know so much? About He's like, hey, so, excuse me, sir, <laughs> sir. I, I have a question too. Like, no, 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 no. I got to go. <laughs> I was like, well, let me preface this by saying that none of my responses are based on any kind of personal experience. <laughs> I, mean, I, I just like to research a lot. I like to read books on this topic. <laughs> I was like, look, man, <laughs> I'm a kid that grew up watching Sally Jesse Raphael. And I remember this episode. So here you go. <laughs> So I mean, honestly, like Dr. Phil has never given good advice, in my opinion. But the one thing he said that's actually I shouldn't say he's never given good advice because I'm about to contradict myself there. But one <laughs> thing he said that I heard in because I never watched this show, but I heard it somehow is that you train people to treat you exactly the way that you want them to. Right. And so that, it, that's not even his advice. He took that from Oprah. <laughs> she yeah. she, yeah, yeah, she yeah. said that she's going on record saying that. And like, I'm sure you know, one of them. And she got that from Maya Angelou. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So none of these people are inventing anything new here. This no. is not, it's, it's not astonishing information, but it's also very true. Yeah, exactly. It's very true. Like I talk about with my parents, you know, my, my father was very emotionally abusive to my mother and she tolerated it. So he kept right. doing it. Now, I'm not blaming her. I'm not doing victim blaming here. But what I am saying is that if she gave it back to him, he would have stopped because right. he was like that with us as well. Us, meaning my brother and I, Roger and I. And when we got older, we're like, look, you know, <laughs> we're not going to take this anymore. You can't come at us like this anymore. And now that was the end of it. Right. So that's the thing is that when people feel like they can come at you a certain way and you don't check it, they're going to keep coming at you that way. Yeah. You, you and you got to nip that in the bud right away. Emphatically. Yeah, before they even get the sentence out, I'm gonna <laughs> check that shit. You're not even gonna be able to finish your thought, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, no, 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 I'm gonna, gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop you right there. Yeah. See, that, that's yeah. a, that's always the, that's the phrase, right? That's the phrase that pays. You know, hold up, I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> so they already know, like, damn, I didn't even get it all the way out. Exactly, and you're not. You know, so you're not even gonna plant that seed. I'm gonna knock that right out of your hand. Nope, not happening. I, I have a funny story with Carol. One time, we were trying to cross the street and. From my, from my vantage point, I thought we had plenty of time. So I was trying to, we were holding hands and I was just trying to pull her across the street quickly. From her mm -hmm. vantage point, she didn't think we had enough time. So she's trying to pull me back. So I, I'm pulling, so we're like in this little tug of war. And obviously I have the strength <laughs> to just pull her across the street easily. Right. But, uh, and so, I, but I, I, I just turned her, I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, what do you mean? What am I doing? What the fuck do you think I'm doing? <laughs> 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 I, go, I go look i'm trying to get us across the street she's like i'm trying to get i'm trying to prevent us from getting hit like, oh. <laughs> oh man <laughs> <laughs> one thing i realized like looking at my parents examples like i, I knew I, I i didn't even have to go to therapy for this but i knew i never wanted to be like my father in terms of how he treated a significant other he has a lot right. of other good qualities you know people are complex it's not all bad all good and I'm, I'm not trying to diminish this at all because it was severe enough that I knew I'm never going to be like that. Not just right. with my significant other, but sometimes he would go off on customer service people, which I thought was completely unwarranted given the situation. You know, sometimes it's warranted to 
have a hard response, but it, you don't have to have a nuclear response that often. Right. That's the last resort. It shouldn't be the well, first. Well, you, you're giving them way too much control at that point. You know, and I start having those control. Like, okay, I, I, how do I let this person, you know, make me this angry? You know, give them right. that much control over right. this. So, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's, but a lot of times we can look at other people's examples and go, I don't want to be like that. It doesn't exactly. even get that close to home. Like I see certain interactions between people. Look, I see interactions between couples where it's really boring. It's really platonic. You know, there's no chemistry anymore. You know, the guy, they, they, the lady's always making fun of her husband when he's not around. Like you ever talk to these housewives? Yeah, those are the worst, they're, man. They're talking like, oh, you know, my husband's so lazy. And my husband does this. My husband does that. And I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, God, I would hate You married him. him. Well, come on. It says, it says more about you than him because you married the guy and you're still with him. So that's what I think that's what I think that's where people couples like this where they fail to realize is like you're not really, really trashing the other person. You're trashing yourself when you say things like that, because this is the choice that you made. Obviously, you like it. You love it because you're in it. You're not going anywhere. So it says a lot more about you than does him when you say things like that. And I don't think they think about that. And also, you're telling it to people that don't matter. I've never discussed this with him. Or if, or, exactly. if, or if he's complaining about, like a lot of guys complain about their wives too. Just ask any stripper. That's oh, all they my. hear. <laughs> right. Any stripper, all they hear from the guys who they make the most money off of, they're basically glorified therapists where the guy's just talking about, oh, my wife doesn't do this. My wife doesn't, she doesn't do appreciate me, but I'm like, have you told her that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and then if you did and you stayed with her, then, okay, you made a choice now. This right. is your choice. So why are you complaining about it? You made that choice, bro. You, yeah, you obviously, you're it, obviously you. the pain is not hard. The pain, the pain is not strong enough for you to go anywhere. That's no. the thing with anything. Anytime you're going to have change, that means you just can't take it anymore. And you had to make a change because you cannot bear the pain that came with it anymore. So obviously you still got a little bit more you can take. You can tolerate a little more. So shut up <laughs> straight up. Well, I mean, a funny thing also is like this same lady that was complaining about her husband, she was talking about, it's like, oh, you know, you with your wife, you, you put a lot of work into it. I was like, well, what do you mean? She's like, oh, you know, you guys go out to dinner at places like Sushi Roku. I was like, you call that work? You that's think work? That's doing a lot of work? I was like, no, the, the work is actually having conversations and doing fun stuff and keeping the right. chemistry. There. But to me, going out for a nice dinner, that should be something you do all the time. You know, that's, that's not like a special occasion. Like if somebody... Like, oh, was it your anniversary? Was it your birthday? I was like, no. It was no, I was hungry. Night. I was hungry. Yeah, Thursday <laughs> night, and I was like, fuck it. Let's be spontaneous. Let's go have a nice meal at Caesars and have a good time. Right. <clears throat> yeah, my thing is, like, can you know, can you have a good conversation, and can you do that consistently for years? That's where the real test is. Like, can you still talk as if y'all just met? <laughs> and most couples can't say that. Most of them just go through the same little routines. Like they, they kind of grunt a pleasantry to each other, maybe, you know, and they, they eat, they do something distracting where they can, they don't have to have a conversation. Right. So it's, it's always something like that. So, you know, I think the kiss of death is when no one's complimenting each other anymore. Yeah. Like no one has anything nice to say. Hey dudes, hey, men, I got, I got to tell you something. Here's how, you know, things are still good. If your wife or your significant other walks by you and you still don't smack her on her ass, you got to start questioning the relationship, man. If you go a day without sm- smacking your significant other on the ass, you got a question. Like, okay, we might be in trouble. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, she, if she's not grabbing your balls every time you walk, there, there, could, be, there could be some issues here, man. You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> like, look, I work out hard to keep my body looking nice. So, you know, I expect my ass and balls to be grabbed with high frequency. <laughs> like, like how, how could you not want to touch this ass, woman? What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> like, basically, what we're saying is like, look, sexual harassment in your relationship, <laughs> no, it shouldn't happen at the office. Okay. It no. shouldn't happen with strangers. That's, that's fucked up. That should never happen. But there should be a high level of sexual harassment. It's mandatory. <laughs> that's, that's why it's called mandatory. That's, you know that's, one, that's one of the benefits. All right? Exactly. <laughs> if, if you don't give your wife an occasional boob grab, then what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I think about that? Boom! You know? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, all the feminists have left the chat during this episode. <laughs> oh, no, Bye. they haven't. They're going. This is the kind of stuff they fantasize about. They, just don't <laughs> they, don't want to tell they won't say it out loud. They're, they're not getting enough of this is why they're so angry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's going on here? Let's be honest. <laughs> hey, no one's smacking my ass. <laughs> that's because you're a hard ass. That's why it hurts. It's like calm hey, down. We, don't, we don't want to break our hand. It's like a brick. Exactly. <laughs> hard ass. <laughs> it's like shit. Yeah, so, but, yeah, I, but I think I mean it goes. It also goes with your your own personal happiness. Forget about relationships. <clears throat> let's, let's like you know what are you doing to make yourself stay happy? You know, I mean, you, you well, I got a better one for you. I got too. a better one. I got a better question. Do you even know what it takes to make you happy? So that's the issue. Most people don't even know what happened. They've, they've been so unhappy for so long. They've forgotten what it even means and what it takes. And what are the things that actually make them happy? What are the things they're into? They don't, a lot of them don't even know anymore because they've been on this, this, they've been on this wheel, like, you know, just like a guinea pig. Right. And just going and going and going with the whole rat race and just, you know, doing what they think is, you know, it's like they're just trying to make it to the point where they don't know how to have fun anymore. They don't even know what's fun anymore or the things they like. And they just haven't had the time to actually, they haven't made the time to just sit with themselves and just like, dude, what do you like? Like, what's fun to you? What are you interested in? You know, because again, they're just going through the everyday, like I said, rat race, because that's what, that's what we're programmed to do, especially here in the West. We're programmed to just from day one. It's like, you know, you go to school, you're going to get a good job when you become an adult and you're going to work there for 40 years. And, you know, you work really hard. You might get a raise every now and then you might get a promotion, but, and then you get retirement and then you can start having fun. Motherfucker. I'm 65. <laughs> the fun boat is gone now at this point. Yeah. If you've yeah. never had, if you spent 65 years of your life, not having fun, well, basically, let's say 60 years, because you had fun the first five years of your life, most likely, because you didn't go to school. But once you got to kindergarten, then the clock started ticking. Funville was running out the door at that point. So I tell you about what, that. I have more fun as an adult than I ever did as a kid. I hated being a kid. I hated being a kid where I had to listen to my parents. And I had, even when I was like 10 years old, I couldn't wait to be on my own and do my own thing and live my life the way I wanted to. I, I, I always hated that. Now I have a lot of fun. And even during that, during the whole lockdown last year, everybody's going, oh, this sucks. This is boring. I go, number one, I'm never bored. I'm researching. <laughs> right. stuff. Also, I, I decided, you know what? I, I saw this skateboard on Shark Tank called a handboard. I was like, man, I'm, I'm yeah. going to go ahead and get one of those. It's the perfect time to go out there and skate all day. And that's a habit. I mean, I don't skate as much as I did during then, but I still skate every night. I'll, I'll grab the board before I drive home with Raina and we'll skate around the park a little bit. Because yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's, it's for me. It's really simple things that bring happiness. And I'm I'm and not happy think... all the time. I'm a guy who deals with bipolar depression. So believe me, I deal with a lot of darkness. I deal with my share of sadness. 
But I also, what brings me out of those things are really simple pleasures. You have a good conversation with someone you care about. You have a, a really good cup of tea, a good cup of coffee. You, you saw an incredible sunset. You went skateboarding <laughs> at the park and it was, the weather was perfect and you had a few nice conversations. And I'll tell you what, now that Raina's a therapy dog where I take her everywhere, I meet the nicest people every time I go out with her. Just really cool people coming up going, oh man, your dog's so beautiful and asking me questions. Just really nice people. And that, that makes my day too. So it, it, I think a lot of times we focus on the wrong things when we think what's going to make us happy. We think or we overcomplicate it. We overcomplicate it. Because like yeah. you said, the simple things like, and there's so many aspects where simple is best in everything. You know, whether it's your finances, hell, what you're looking for in a relationship. The more and more we, the, you start adding stuff, the heavier things get. And the more, the more that it's, it's more difficult to carry at that point. So you can never underestimate the power of simple, except you don't necessarily want a simple-minded person. Now, that's a little difficult. That's a, that's a heavy cross to bear, too, <laughs> that you got to sit there and be thinking for someone all the damn time because they, they, they just, they're basic and they make very bad choices because they don't think it through. So that's where simple doesn't work in your favor. But otherwise, yes, simple works. Simple is great. Like I said, just avoid simple-minded people. But everything else, yeah, <laughs> weed it out. Strip it down. So, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, there's just, there's just things you can do every day that are going to... I remember I was talking to a, my friend Alan at the park, and his, his brother lives in Israel. He's, he's not completely blind, but he's somewhat blind to the point where he can't drive a car. He likes to paint and all that. Now, Alan was telling me, like, nothing makes him happier than his favorite beer and his favorite brand of peanut butter. Like, people get him that for his birthday. He's on cloud yeah. nine. Someone gets him some fancy gift. He's like, eh, you know, he, like he's a polite guy. So I'll be like, thanks a lot. But it doesn't really, <laughs> doesn't really bring any pleasure to him. But, right. but favorite peanut butter and his favorite beer, he's like a kid. He's like, oh man, he gets all excited. And that, that's a good lesson right there because it's, you can deduce things to that. You can, you can bring it down to a simple point where it, those are things you can have every day is where I'm going. You know, these aren't things yeah. you, have, you only get to have once a year or it's a special occasion. It's an expensive <clears throat> vacation, which is fun too. Don't get me wrong. I like doing that, but that, that's not everyday reality. Just like when we look at people on Instagram where they're posting all these pics of all the fun they're having, or at least allegedly having, like right. you said, those are just greatest hits. Those are moments. <laughs> and a lot of times it's just contrived. It's like, Hey, this is a good, this looks good. You know, we're not happy right now, but we can make it look like we are. So let's take a picture. (laughs) When when I'm not having a good time, like private life, I'm not taking any pictures because I'm having a good time. I'm not sitting there like, let's document this. Yeah. Because I mean, first of all, it's not a documentary. It's my life. And I'm not here to put it on display for everyone. It's like, I want to be in the moment and I can't be in the moment and truly be enjoying it. If I'm trying to document it so I can post it on social media, I'm like, I'm not even an influence getting paid you know, to post this stuff. So why the hell am I even doing this? You know? So, and then if you are, it's like, dude, keep, keep your private life private. You, your life will be so much better off that way when you don't put your life on display because there's, even if you are happy, there's a hater out there looking at you and they just can't wait to, to bring you into their world of anger and hate and, and resentment. Like how, well, how a, dare it's almost, you? It's almost a test is, Okay, how happy are you? Are you so happy that you don't need any validation whatsoever? Bing, you don't have there, to it post there it is. So, and I don't care. Okay. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with people. People can post whatever they want. They should just do whatever you want. I don't care. That's fine. 
but it's an interesting question to pose to yourself is, is can you just enjoy whatever it is without having the document and post it? And if the answer is no, then you got to ask yourself, are you really even having a good time? I mean, why are you even out here? Is the whole point of coming out here to take a couple photos and post it? Or is it, you just want to capture this moment. But if you're really immersed in the moment, like you just said, you're not even going to be thinking about it. Like, look, like whenever you and I've gotten together for a meal, we've never taken a picture. You know, like, no, <laughs> honestly, and, I, I, yeah. the last time you and I even like took a picture together was was the LLA conference. Yeah, exactly. Okay? And that was because we had Steve and Ken with us because that was a moment because, hell, who knows when we'll all be together in the same room together right. again. Right. You know, right. and before that was the last time you came to Houston and we did a workshop together. <laughs> you know, because we had Lisa, you had Lisa Schaefer here. So it was like, we had friends with us that we probably wouldn't see anytime soon. So we captured that moment. But yeah, you and I have seen it. We've seen each other a shitload of times in between all those times. And we didn't have to sit there and take a picture and document it every time because I know what the fuck you look like. But what's funny is it's not even something that either one of us even thought think of. about. We're, <laughs> we're too busy in the moment. Like we're sitting in the Cosmo and we're, we're people watching. I'm not sitting like, man, I need to get a picture of that crazy dude over there getting hit on by that hooker. No, we're sitting there doing commentary like the two men on the Muppet show sitting up in the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh in fact, that was, that was so fun. That was, that was hilarious because now, if anything, we should have recorded that the, the commentary we were doing because that was gold. Some of the things we saying yeah, because at that time at the cosmo there was an indian guy talking to a very good looking black woman who i think was a hooker and the only reason i say that is because it was really late at night she was by herself and she was dressed in a certain way and, and he went point. to his and he went to the atm dude after the, after about a 30 minute conversation well, also also <laughs> what me, also what makes me think that she had to be is she wouldn't give she wouldn't give this guy the time of day otherwise. Right? No. This was a talking she, she approached yeah. him. Okay. There, <laughs> so. there's, there's not a lot I, I there's not a lot of black women that I've met who have a thing for Indian guys. Let's just put it that way. And they're like, Well, what about you, Mike? It's like, well, no one knows I'm Indian, don't fuck. <laughs> I've brought that up a million times. I don't look like these dorky ass motherfuckers, like the average looking Indian dude. You think I look like that guy? Come on. Here. Black women like me because I have a good look that black women just happen to be attracted <laughs> to. Okay. It's like, lucky me. I'm not, I don't like complain it. about that one bitch. You know, I like it. No, but Ooh, baby, this guy you, you had, had, had like, if I went to talk to her, she'd be like, Oh, cool. You know, who's this guy? And I guarantee it. But this dude that was talking to her was like, okay, you know, this guy looks like, you know, this guy looks like he's probably in tech and might have a few. I was about to, well, he was there for CES, obviously, because that was, that was going on that weekend. <laughs> so, you and I were joking because we're like, oh, let me, I was like, here's what he's saying right now. It's like, hey, baby, <laughs> let me show you my motherboard. Let me take you back to my room and show you my motherboard. You know? <laughs> She's like, well, shit. For a thousand bucks, you can show me anything you got. <laughs> That's what she was. <laughs> as soon as he got us, I said, "I bet she's going to the ATM." And sure enough, there he, there he went because just the way she sat and watched him walk away. Yeah, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, dude, you already sit at the bar, so you should have already had money to be sitting yeah. at the bar getting drinks. But you had to get up and go get some extra money. <laughs> so I'm just like, and she. It, well, he was probably like Mike Epps. Like Mike Epps has a joke about Vegas. He's like, you don't know who's a hooker out here because everyone dresses, you know, for lack of a better word, kind of slutty on a Friday night. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I like it. So I'm not saying stop doing that or I'm not disparaging that in any way whatsoever. But the point about Mike's joke is like you can't tell the difference 
And he said, he's like, I was talking to a girl and I asked her her name and she said, $500. (laughs) And she's walking away. He's like, wait a minute. He's like, I didn't realize your pussy was for sale. Come back. (laughs) That's probably a similar situation here. This guy thought he was going to talk to a good looking lady at the bar and he was either surprised or maybe even pleasantly surprised. Or he probably probably got guilty in the conversation. Like he started, he did all that talking and she told him how much he was like, wait. And he probably feels, he's like, oh, shit, I have to pay for this conversation? Like, bro, you're getting more than a conversation now at this point. <laughs> now you're paying for a sure thing. You know? Exactly. This is the part where they said what happens in Vegas thing. Yeah, this is that, this is that part. Okay. <laughs> now, the problem with this whole scenario, which this guy probably yes. had no problem with, this is only my line of thinking, is that it's a sure thing, but it's a sure but, thing for a woman who has no desire to be with you whatsoever. So the whole time you're with her, and guess what, Mike? I think he was cool with that. <laughs> well, I, I would say 99% of most guys are probably cool with that. I, I'm just yeah, because you know, <laughs> you know, you know, funny me, it, funny me that I actually <laughs> want the woman to actually want to be with me. I know it's a high bar. You know? I, know, <laughs> I know I've got really high standards. Okay? But I'm just funny that way that if I'm going to be intimate with the woman, I actually want her to want to be there. You know, call me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nuts. So, hey, at least you know it's healthy. Okay, because <laughs> it's nuts. Okay? Nuts <laughs> so, and it comes back down to it. At least you know you're healthy because it's nuts. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guarantee you, will be involved and they have a slimming effect and everyone will be happy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to pull a move like I did at the Flamingo that time. Hey, baby, where are you going? Not with you. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> Man, <laughs> it's never a dull moment in Vegas if you really like never. don't do the typical yeah. stuff. Well, the <laughs> you just go... part about that night is Shaq actually walked by. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal walked by because we're sitting there looking at people, and then I'm it like, got, Man, it, it got crazy. dark. It got dark. <laughs> it got darker than it already was. Because, like that's a huge. That's a lot of black men in a leather coat. Okay, so, <laughs> like, I was like, "Oh shit!" Okay, that's Shaq. Still a lot of leather coat, man. A lot of cows sacrificed to keep that man warm, right? Yeah, there. right. Jeez. Right. <laughs> An entire factory farm was put <laughs> Jeez. for Shaq to have that jacket. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah but Vegas is very entertaining in that respect. You know, that's why when people try to change Vegas, or like, "Oh, you know, I don't like all this," I was like, "Look, just go back to Idaho." Okay, right. go back to Utah. Don't try to make Vegas like you're wherever you came from. I like That's it. why you left. That's why you left and came here for vacation. It's because obviously it wasn't popping in Idaho. So. Yeah, that's all debauchery and people losing their shit. That, those are the highlights of this town. You know, those are, those are, you don't want to be one of those people, but it's fun <laughs> right. to <be> people. <laughs> exactly. No, the fun is to actually see those people like, oh, you know what? Yeah, if someone, oh man, in Vegas, like, yeah, I actually saw those people. You don't want to be one of those people. Well, one time you and I saw a good-looking Asian girl at the link after we came out of the yard house. Yeah. She, had, she had these boots on that were so cumbersome. It looked like she had fishing waders on. <laughs> you know, it wasn't remotely attractive because, and she was an attractive young lady, but it, it wasn't attractive because she couldn't move well. Oh my God, her ankles were suffering. Her ankles, yeah, my God. <laughs> She couldn't take a step without showing how uncomfortable she is. And, and when and you walk I, out of that spot, 
when you walk out of that spot, it's like to go back toward the parking lot, it's kind of a downhill, you know, actually. So her ankles were suffering, you know, kind of yeah, going down that slope. If that night went on long for her, those boots came off at some point. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know what? That right there is the typical, that's the usual thing you see in Vegas. By the, by the time it's like two or three in the morning, oh, everybody's got Britney Spears feet by that time. Everybody's walking around Vegas barefoot, which I'm sorry. We could talk about Corona all day long. If you walk around barefoot in Vegas, you're probably good. You're probably not going to catch anything. <laughs> it's like, come Yo, on, you have man. You have a healthy immune system if you survive. Oh, my gosh. We just, just, the next day, it's like, okay, you're good. Don't worry about it. Just the fact, if you visit Vegas at least twice a year and you're, on, and you're always on the strip, your immune system is good. You're, you're straight. <laughs> You've been doing this for the last five or ten years. You're good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like, you got a whole different type of vaccination going on Just right here. Just grab one of those forensics lights and shine it around. Uh, exactly. Uh. <laughs> if you can survive that quagmire, you have a very, very healthy. Hey, if, if you spent five days in the golden nugget, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> if that's where you were staying, you're good. If you stayed at any hotel in downtown Vegas, you're good. <laughs> yeah, the, the golden nugget, El Cortez, four queens. You know. Look, man, my first visit to Vegas, we stayed in the Fitzgerald. I'm good. My immune system is <laughs> righteous. Okay. What about staying in any of those places? I've played cards at those places. So. Oh, God. <laughs> I've played cards at those places, and Raina, and neither one of us got sick. You know, so we're both. <laughs> Raina could actually lie down on that carpet, and she was fine. Poor dog, man. She no, I, 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 have to, I have to wipe her down with disinfectant <laughs> for, for her own comfort because uh, otherwise it's cruelty to break out. <laughs> like, you got this rash, Raina. What? A, it was like, oh, we were at the Fitzgerald. I forgot. <laughs> that carpet, that carpet's been around longer than you and Daddy at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That carpet's been around more. Hey, than man. Frank Sinatra's, Frank Sinatra's done his business on that carpet. Okay. That's how long he's been there. <laughs> the ghost of Marilyn Monroe is on that carpet somewhere. If you've, if you've been to the steam room at the M Spa in the last five years, and you stayed <laughs> in it for 10 minutes, and uh, you didn't get a boil on your ass, you're also not going to get COVID. <laughs> if you got a boil on your ass and your immune system, it might be complicated. You've got to be careful, but that then you may want to get the vaccine. But if you did, <gasps> if you, if you did the steam room and you didn't get a boil on your ass, then you're probably really good. You're, those antibodies are, are really it's about, it's about, yeah. And from all the stories you told me, there are a lot of antibodies in there because you talk about all those men that like to walk around with no towels on. Well, look, man, a steam room, you're going to a steam room naked. Okay. That's already a problem, but then you're going to put your bare ass on that nasty bench <laughs> And a steam room is just an incubator for bacteria. Okay? It's a petri dish, man. Like, yeah, man. I mean, I go in there with trunks on. I go. I don't, I don't go anywhere in a spa with my junk hanging out. Okay, like start there. I'm not that comfortable being naked. I, look, if I were there by myself, I wouldn't walk around naked. I don't walk around my house naked. Okay, I'm not gonna walk around. <laughs> I'm just not that comfortable. With it. There, there has to be a purpose. You know, unless there's a purpose for this this nudity that <laughs> oh god so i'm in the steam room i have my swim trunks on i've got a towel that i put below as an additional barrier between that bacteria oh, look man these people that do that these are the people that can go to a public restroom and just sit on the toilet with no paper nothing just like you just put your ass on who knows what like what is wrong with you it's like, come on. 
No, I, oh. I don't use public toilets. I, I will drive home before I have to use a public toilet. I don't care if I'm on Fremont Street. I'm going to drive home and then I'll come back. Or I'll get Look, a room at the El Cortez. Just no, I was about to say, no. The cheat code <laughs> is to go to a, a really nice hotel <laughs> and just use theirs because... Yeah, yeah. Four Seasons comes to mind. You exactly. Know? You go in there, it's like, like hey, so well... Every 10 minutes disinfecting that place. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, welcome to the Four Seasons. <laughs> we'll see if you stay in 10 minutes. <laughs> Like, who cleans the bathroom here? Why do you ask? Well, I want to give him a tip before I leave. Exactly. <laughs> he deserves at least a $20 bill. But, you know. <laughs> For what I'm about to do. Because <laughs> that, that oatmeal I had, man. Woo, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so that, uh, yeah, Vegas nights. You know, Vegas is, is, it never fails. It's always highly entertaining. It never fails. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm not even talking about the shows. You don't even have to. <laughs> right. Just you don't really. The, you really don't. To my Vegas, a Vegas trip does not have to be expensive if you're going in for entertainment. <laughs> so not my, not all, all you need. You go to a nice casino, get a drink, a comfortable area, and just kick back. Kick back. For, exactly. Kick back there for two hours at least. Hey, look here. On around you. Go to a nickel slot, so therefore you can get some free drinks. So that's how you work it right there. So therefore, again, you're making it very affordable. So therefore, you're not just bumming drinks and they're like, okay, I'm not going over there. No, look, those, just get them to look. Those nickel slots, you know, the cocktail. Biggest ripoff. She always takes about an hour to come back. I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you got to get something strong the first time, man. Just go ahead and just get you a vodka straight up or something like that. Don't get a mixed drink because she's not coming back anytime soon. I know whenever I play cards at the South Point or one of the local casinos, I usually get a Perrier water. Or I'll get an iced tea because I, I, yeah. look, I'm playing with strategy. I need to concentrate. I'm not exactly. But, I, but anyway, I noticed that they come around very quickly with those drinks. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, she's we're trying to get rid. They're probably like, we're trying to get rid of this shit. We've been having these for like five well, years. Nobody's drinking about this. Two minutes with that because she doesn't know how long I'm going to be at the table. You know, this is a guy who's taking this seriously. He could be gone in an hour. So I'm gonna I'm gonna come back in about two minutes, get that tip. You know, yeah, he's, he's drinking alcohol, he's probably gonna be there for a minute because he's not right. taking it seriously. And on so top I'm, of that, he's drinking fine. Perrier water, so he's probably not gonna be drunken. He's not gonna be drunken harassing me as well. You know, that's the other downside of giving those free drinks in the casinos. You like sit down and watch some of these guys, man, just sort of harassing these waitresses. Well, no, like, Dude. You know you know, you know, you know, guy, guys behaving badly towards women, that's always distasteful no matter what the age is. So I'll, exactly. Let me start with that. But it's it's even more pronounced when it's some old creepy dude. Oh my gosh. And then she Hey has, darling, hey darling. Okay, first she of all, laughing at his stupid <laughs> jokes, but she's rolling her eyes the second she turns around. She, she's dying inside. She's not even rolling her eyes. She's like, God, I just want to puke right now. It's like he's like, Oh, yeah, you're you're the prettiest thing I've seen all night. Bitch, you're 65. You can't see. You're blind. You're losing your sight. Everything is the prettiest thing you've seen all night. You're just happy you can still see. One guy who was whispering a lot. I was playing blackjack at the M one time, and there was a, a good, a very good looking cocktail waitress came over. Very nice lady too. You know, I always I give her a nice tip just to be a cool guy. That's me. You know, I'm not trying to get anywhere. This but anyway, is already this creepy. Dude, this dude actually thought he had a chance, and, and he, if whatever chance he had was completely squashed with the way he was behaving because in his mind he thought he was being charming but this is what he was acting like oh hey hey honey you know like whispering so she, so she could bend down first of all like, first of yeah. all don't so call you, her yeah. honey you don't know her okay? so that's right. that's right there this is not your girlfriend or even a friend so that's some that's some creepy shit hey honey i just want to say you look really nice tonight it's like oh wow i'm sure you're the first guy who told her that all week 
And he thought, <laughs> right. his money thought he was being smooth. Now, this same guy asked me, like, well, the, the, the best is when someone says, uh, does anyone mind if I smoke? Because I'm the first guy to be like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> now what? <laughs> yeah, there's nowhere for them to go because what are you going to do? You're just going to light up anyway, because I'm going right. to have more to say if you do. I'm going to be like, oh, you're just going to light up. So why did you even ask if any of us mind? <laughs> but no one ever does do that, though, because they ask thinking everyone at the table is going to be like, oh, yeah, sure. I don't mind. And especially when I play with Reina, I don't want all that smoke coming at right. her. So if someone goes, hey, does anyone mind if I smoke? I'm like, yes, I do. Thanks for asking. And then that's the end of it. I also don't like when someone tries to join a game, a card game in the middle of a shoe. You know, wait till the beginning. Because right. one time I was playing with my friend Keith, one of my college buddies. We were playing at the Paris maybe three weeks ago. Now, it was a long night. I'm counting cards, okay? So it's a long night. And it was about an hour and a half of crappy hands. Now, it finally got good. Now, it didn't just get good. It got really good. So I started mm -hmm. betting heavy. Right at that moment, a guy just happened to show up and he's like, hey, does, does anyone mind if I jump in? And I'm like, yeah, actually, I do. Thanks for asking. Because I didn't <laughs> want this guy getting all the good heads. You know, right? right. All night for this to get good. And here's a guy that was going to benefit from this. Right. That was completely oblivious. Like he had no idea about any of this. I could just tell. It's not like he was sitting around waiting for the count to get good. And then he noticed right. it was, and he, he just said, oh, can I sit down now? That's not what was happening. And I was polite about it, too. It's not like I was hostile when I said that. But that's, a, that, that's another example of what I'm talking about. Sometimes when people ask you questions like that, nobody wants to come off rude. They're so like, oh, yeah, sure. Come on, sit down. I'm like, no, 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 no. You asked, I'm going to give an honest response. Wait right. till the next shoot. And he was happy to do it. He was a cool guy. You know, it's, not like I was, it's not like he was like, oh, man, you know, that guy was really aggressive the way he responded. I just said, yeah, I do mind. I'm not going to explain why, <laughs> but the, the card is really good right now. And I want to maximize that. I don't want, you know how pissed I would be if this guy decided to sit to the right of me. And, and guess me. what? Yeah, he gets and a guess what? And guess what? This fucker's going to win all night. And guess what? He's going to be talking to you like, oh my God, it's my lucky night. No, it wasn't, motherfucker. So you yeah. owe me. I put He's in the work for you. With his minimum bets, where me, I'm actually betting real money now to make up for all the losses of the minimum right. bet. Because it was a much higher minimum bet at Paris than at the M or M or South Point. So I'm just waiting for the turning point. The turning point finally came. It's late at night, too. So I want to hit this turning point hard and go home a winner right. i did <laughs> that's now it may have not not have mattered if this guy sat down because it's not about how other people play at the table but still the, the count can go bad just as fast as it went good and so right. you want to you don't, you don't that's why you always want to be at first base you want to be the first one there as the cards come out and my right. friend keith was there so i knew he was going to benefit and there was a guy sitting to the right of me before this guy showed up. He left. Now, this guy wants to sit down. I go, no, 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 no. Just wait. Wait until it's, it's going to be over in a little bit. We're getting towards the end here. I'm going to hit this hard and then <laughs> do whatever you want. I'm out. So I actually like when people ask. I think it's being polite. Now, me, I actually never try to get into a, a game of blackjack unless it is the beginning of the shoe. So when I sit down, even if the person doesn't mind if I jump in, I'm always like, no, nah, I'll wait. I'll wait until we get to the right. beginning of the shoe. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's right. going on there. I'm not going to play with poor strategy. Yeah. Well, you know, most people don't have a strategy. It's like they're from out of town. They're just like, oh, I'm going to get to Vegas and play blackjack because, you know, that's my game. They're Is it? Playing, Is it really? Up. I'm going to play until I lose whatever I'm prepared to lose. That's their mentality. Unless I hit the jackpot. And then I'm playing with their money. And then they lose their money, <laughs> that money they won. And now they're back into their own money that they brought. I, and they lose that too. I've played at a lot of tables and I can think of only one other person that was doing bet variations. And what I mean by that is 
minimum bet when it's crappy and then you raise your bet when it gets good. And the only reason I know that is because this, the second I raised my hand and the, this, uh, he raised his as well, and he wasn't copying me because what, once I, once I realized it, it went South again, I left the table. He actually did too. Now this is not a guy that's sitting there just following me around. Like I'm some expert. He just happened to know what I knew. You know, we're both right. the same exact strategy, but that's one time out of all of the years I've played all of the years I've played. Most people, they, most people don't even know basic strategy. Now you can go to any gift shop in a Vegas casino and get those cards for free. And you can actually sit there at the table with it. If you don't know what to do, it's like, okay, how should I bet? You know, I've got two twos and she has a seven. What should I do? Okay. I can split it against it. You know, just like that. So you, you don't have to play clueless. You don't have to be a total idiot. You can have basic strategy. And if a dealer has any charisma you know some of these dealers are just they don't say a word they're boring as hell right they're just dealing the cards some dealers actually want to have fun and they actually want to get a tip and i tell you what you get a good tip if you actually help the players out at the table not just sitting there not saying a thing so they'll actually tell you if you're about to bank a bad move they'll be like you know the book says you shouldn't do that you should do this instead it doesn't mean it's always going to work out in your favor but they're actually trying to help it work in your favor you know that's a sign of a good dealer right <clears throat> oh, a little blackjack strategy. <laughs> <laughs> so, the funniest yeah. is my brother who was playing blackjack at one time and he liked the dealer, you know, good looking lady. So he's like, he's oh god. He's, 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 <laughs> food, so he's all he's like, how much do I have to lose to get your phone number? That's terrible. It's not the worst compared to what you normally hear. At least he's not being creepy or oh. you know, like, oh baby, you know, you're, you've been running through my mind all day. You know, oh like, god, I'm tired from you. <laughs> I'm tired from you. <sighs> my mind all day. So, oh jeez, God broke the mold after he made you. That's <laughs> and then she, of course, is like, I'm engaged. You know, no smile, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> see you gotta nip it in the bud see it's right back to that you know what's funny about guys when like a girl says i've got a boyfriend or i've got this but, but and they, what does they, that have to do with me he's not here well, now they still keep going they're missing yeah, the context of look she may not have a boyfriend but what's a fact is she's not interested in your dumb ass exactly that's what, that's what you're not picking up on she's trying to let you down easy She's not trying to say like, no, I'm not interested in you. She's like, oh no, I have a boyfriend and that's why I'm not interested. The real, the real reality is she's not interested in you. <laughs> yeah. Cause trust me, if she was, if you were, she was just remotely interested in you. Oh, she wouldn't even mention that boyfriend or, <laughs> or she said, well, I have a boyfriend, but he's not here now. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the dude is like the dude next to her tried, tried to hit on her earlier and got shut down. He's like, wait a minute. That was my line. <laughs> when she said she had a boyfriend, I said he wasn't here. <laughs> there's uh game the, game. those, those the, the most interesting man those commercials remember those yeah Dosaki? Yeah. and the, the guy the one time that was a really funny when he goes pick up lines there's a time and place for it the time is never he's like you can pick <laughs> you're out the place <laughs> so just be a cool guy man you know just exactly be a cool guy. have a conversation you don't have to do these stupid ass lines and try to be mr funny guy and all that be a cool guy. Guys don't realize how far that goes. You just be a cool guy. You're polite. You're respectful. That goes a long way, man, especially with all these dipshits out there who aren't. Right. Well, they're all sitting there watching all these stupid, you know, how to pick up a girl video yeah, series yeah, yeah. on YouTube yeah. and all that. And, <laughs> and joining these coaching courses from these, these dudes who are supposed to be like, oh, they're the experts in picking up women and 
like, dude, y'all, what? And are you actually, is this actually happening? Are people actually paying for these courses and then meeting up with these guys and paying them to do some hitch type stuff? If you ever think back to the movie Hitch with um, Will Smith. And yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. so they have the same type situation. There's still people like that, like on YouTube now. I'm like, wow, man, how lonely do you have to be? That you have to that you have to reach out to a YouTube dating guru. Okay. Yeah, that right there is the reason why you're sleeping alone. Just what I just said, just saying that out loud automatically means makes you sleep alone. <laughs> so yeah, my dating coach from YouTube. <laughs> yep, you're celibate. <laughs> yeah. It's not going anywhere, buddy. Not at all. And how's how's that gonna be a nice conversation on a date? Yeah, I was talking to my dating coach. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so you wouldn't even be here unless somebody told you to come have this date with me? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> hey, what, you're just practicing some bullshit? You're learning to <laughs> Jesus, you're making me feel special. You know? <laughs> right. you know, uh, that's a cool thing. Like, you know, like, you know, giving people genuine compliments with no, with no agenda. Yeah. That, I mean, I do that all the time just to be a cool guy. I really don't have any agenda. So I, I can see a, a girl who's got great deadlift technique at the gym. I'll be like, man, your technique is awesome. And then I keep it moving. That's it. It's not like sort to do a stop and chat or any of that bullshit. Right. People appreciate that stuff because they know it's coming from a genuine place. They're like, oh, right. okay. that wasn't like an opening where he's trying to do this. He just said my technique's awesome. And then he kept it moving. And even if you come, you... oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was about to say, even if you're complimenting, like just say you do see someone you're interested in, or again, if you're just trying to, you know, you're being nice, this works in both situations. Once you compliment something that nobody else is talking about, look for something that it actually yeah. took some detail. You're like, oh, that's a nice color nail polish. Most dudes are not looking at nail polish. <laughs> you know, that's a nice teal. She's going to be very impressed that you actually know other shades of freaking blue and green <laughs> than just like blue and green. It's like, oh. That's what, that's what, like, when you say that, of course, I go to a, the silliest place I can think of. I'm like, Man, that, that, little space, like, that little space between the back of your ear and your neck, that's amazing. <laughs> and the first thing she's going to do is grab the back and like, oh, she's going to grab the thing like, oh, is that a spot? She's going to get self-conscious because who's looking at that? <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's like, hey, you, first girl I've seen all day, and they didn't have any hair growing out of her ears. You know, good on you. <laughs> She's like, what the hell have you been all day? <laughs> well, I was at the senior home down the street, you know, with my therapy dog. You know? <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you, what, I'll tell you, know, you, you know what? If, if, if I were a single guy and I wanted to go out there and meet women, I tell you what. Oh, yeah, you got a I, dog, man. That's exactly. all you need. I, I, would, I, I, mean, I went to the link with uh, Raina one time. I met up, actually, I met up with Dave Gunter. You know him as well. Yeah. Cool guy. He actually brought his dog out, too. He's got a super nice dog. So anyway, we're just chit-chatting. And then when we said our goodbyes, I parked in a different direction. So I'm just walking down the link. And I'm telling you, man, left and right. Like women talking about, oh, well, your dog is so cute. And can, I, I use, oh, can, I, can, oh, can I pet him? Can I see him? What's his no, name? Yeah, sure, you know, I actually, <laughs> I actually want Raina interacting with people to get her more comfortable. So whenever someone says, oh, can I pet your dog? I'm like, well, I'll tell right. you what, you can shake your hand. You know, I'll have Raina sit and then Raina will shake this person's hand. I don't want people with their hands all over her because that makes her uneasy. Even right. though they don't have malicious intention, you know, they just love dogs. But that can be a little bit much for her, a little bit of stimulus. Yeah, because so most people even know how to pet a dog. They like to pat him on the head. Like, no, like, like when my yeah, dog's yeah. like, okay, I, you need to rub him under his chin because otherwise he's a bulldog. And when you start patting him on his head, he sees that as an act of aggression. And it's not going to, he's going to jump at you. He's going to lunge at you. But if you, you know, you rub him under his chin, you know, or, you know, or in the belly, he's good. 
That's yeah, the, that's is there the, any living being that likes to be patted on the head? It, no, exactly. <laughs> like, first yeah. of all, you, you give somebody brain trauma, okay? You're sitting there beating, their, beating them on top of their head. I don't care who you are. That's, that's traumatizing, man. It's like, come on. But I'll tell you what, not only would it be a good way to, to meet women, you're going to meet some really nice, the, the probability- It's going to say a lot about that person. You know. Yeah, exactly. The probability of them being really cool is way higher. I mean, I had this one girl, super nice girl. She was showing me pictures of her dog, and I could just tell this is a cool lady. You know, she's cool, man. You know, I could just tell that with just a quick little exchange. She was really good looking too, but I could also tell she was a cool person just right. based on that little exchange. You know, people that that love dogs, that it, there's a high percentage that they're actually really cool people. I and mean, there's always right. going to be exceptions. I'm not saying that there aren't, but. When the, the, I can tell you one thing, people that are like, oh, you know, like when they see a dog, like sometimes <laughs> hate to be a stereotypical here, but a lot of times it's Asians. You know, they, they, they walk with their hands up like they're worried about Raina licking their hands or, oh, or just like biting their fingers. <laughs> and I always look at them dead in the eye when they do that. Like, what the fuck is your problem? You know, and they, hey, I, like, I'll tell you, who does, I'll tell you who else typically doesn't like dogs, you know, but I, I, I can understand why. Like um, the apartments that we lived in before, there was there was a lot of Africans that lived there. And yeah. anytime I walk my dogs, man, anytime they saw them, they'd be like, oh, my, oh, God. Like, they see, they would see my dogs every day. It'd be the same right. reaction. It's like right. it was Groundhog's Day. I'm like, oh, God. And when I hear them coming down the hall, and I know I'll get ready to take the dogs out to walk them. And I would hear my neighbors come. I'm like, here we go. And I would, I would tell my dogs, here, get ready. Here he goes. He's like, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, it's, every time he saw him, every day, he was like, oh, my God. I'm like, dude. It's the same dog every time. You know what time <laughs> I actually walk them. You know, it's like, and then they, or they'll jump all the way to the side of the stairs, like, oh, excuse me, sir, excuse me, sir. <laughs> it's like, but I understand why because you know if anyone knows the history of apartheid, you know, right. in Africa, you right. know, somebody that's they were sick dogs uh, on a lot of Africans. But guess what? They also did the same thing here in America during the whole civil rights pre civil rights era. It was the same thing. I'm like, I'm I'm pretty sure there's probably not. Uh, an older black person who doesn't get a little, especially from the South, that's let's just say 60 years or older, that doesn't get a little traumatized when they see a German shepherd. Okay. Right. Because that's typically what they use. And the same thing in Africa as well, especially South Africa during apartheid. So hell, you can be someone from South Africa our age because, you know, apartheid didn't end to like what, 89, 90, you know, in South Africa. So they they were going dealing with that as well. So I can understand why there might just be a little bit, you know, of anxiety whenever they see a dog. Because yeah. that's you know, totally all, you know, I that's just that. yeah. <laughs> now I the Asians, I don't understand what that was what that about what you're talking about. I'm like, I don't know why Asians are getting all upset. <laughs> you know. Yeah, if anyone should <laughs> I'm about to make a really <laughs> bad joke here. I go, if any if anyone should be accepted, Don't do that. Don't do that. Anyone, don't do that. I know where you're going. Don't do don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't oh, do I gotta it. do it now. I stand up. I just, if, anyone's gonna be, if anyone should be scared, it should be the dog. You guys you're <laughs> gonna do it, man. Damn it. <laughs> India too. Hey, look, I'll make fun of my hair too. It happens to well in some places. Oh man! That's, I mean, uh, <laughs> well, that's one thing I can say about anybody in America. That's not going to happen because people going to protect their dogs probably before any other human being. The majority yeah, the, of the folks. Same, the same reason why a cow, pig, chicken, or any other animal <laughs> in America will be startled when they see a person, or they should be. <laughs> right. <laughs> If you're a pig, especially, like, oh, God, look at that bacon. Well, like, cool, though. You know, sometimes I have kids that, you know, they, they, they inherently love animals, but they're a little bit scared, right? So they're, they want right. to pet your dog, but they're a little bit scared. 
and I'll, I'll bring them over and you know, obviously their parents are there. I'll be like, Hey, yeah, come over here. Reyna's really polite. She's, I mean, Reyna's really friendly. She's not going to bite you. She's not going to jump at you. I know and she's never done that with anybody. So I, I feel confident with this and they'll come over and they'll shake her hand and they'll start laughing so gleefully. They think it's the coolest thing. And they're like, Oh, your dog's so nice. And right there, now they have a different perspective of dogs. Right. One interaction. Now, because kids are smart. You know, kids have one interaction. They're like, well, wait a minute. You know, what I thought is not factually correct, at least not categorically. You know, this dog is very friendly. And then there's, right. you, can, you can change the mindset with just that kind of exactly. interaction. Now, if I had a dog where I'm like, I don't know how this dog is going to react with kids. So I'm like, nah, you know, it's, I don't want you to come over here. I don't want my dog to snap at you. And then your, your parents are going to try to fucking sue me or something's going to go dumb here. Oh, one final point about suing. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, a while back, there was like Candace Owens had and Cardi B were going at it. Right? Oh, man, that, that was the best. No, was, it was so good, though, because that was Cardi, a good beef. Cardi B is hilarious with what she did. She's like, oh, you know, your husband had an affair with your brother. <laughs> that, that was hilarious. And then but what was even funnier is like Cardi B had the, I'm not Cardi B, uh, Candace had the whitest response ever. She's like, oh, that's disparaging. I'm going to sue you. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Like, I any like, other black woman would be You're like, slandering hey, my name. It's like, that, that, any other that's your response? Man, any other black woman would be like, hey, next time I see you, I'm going to beat that ass. I'm going to fuck you up. You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I expect. You know, that's what I expect the response to be. But what does Candace do? She does the whitest thing she could possibly do in response. I'm going to sue you. It's like, well, every judge is going to throw that bitch ass suit out of court. I hope. <laughs> Because this is utterly moronic. Right. Anytime someone posts something from Candace Owens, I'm like, look, we're not going to be friends. I can tell you. I'm already rolling my eyes, dude. I'm like, like, I don't even believe I even followed you ever. I was like, why didn't I know (laughs) this about you already? But it's always someone non-black posting Candace Owens. I was like, I'm like, stop. Don't do that. (laughs) The the white people that have serious prejudice against black people, but they they don't want to say it because they know that there's penalties for that. They love Candace Owens because they're like, oh, see, you know, she gets it. You know, she's telling them, you know, those people, you know, those kind of terms, <laughs> telling them what I want to tell them. And she can get away with it. No, she can't. No, she can't. No, she can't. No, she can't. In fact, you've got, a better ch- me, you've got a better chance to get away with a white guy yeah, than yeah, Candace yeah, Owens. From you, from <laughs> because her. we're like, okay, okay. So we might actually have an engaging conversation. Like, okay, why do you feel that way? Where she said, we know why. <laughs> it's like, so we don't care. Yeah. Like, no, man. Yeah. When we know, I mean, everyone knows what her game is. She sold her soul to be, you know what? She's like those apes in the third episode. And, I, and it's, uh, I'm, I'm going to be careful saying apes. I'm not saying black people are like apes. Let me finish here. But there, there were two apes in the third movie who were basically sellouts. You know, they sold right. out apes. And, and they were basically just at the beck and call of the white people that were trying to kill Caesar and his whole team. Yeah, Willie, Woody Harrelson and company. Yeah, yeah. They sold their soul. And which was stupid because they were probably going to get killed at the end of this whole game. You know, they weren't going to be just kept around. And if they were kept around, they're basically kept around as slaves. You know, they're just going to be at Which the- is how it works in real life, people. Right. So, all you people that are on snitch patrol now, just think about that. You're not going to be protected right. in any situation by ratting out people or whatever else. You're not safe. <laughs> no, if that's that's ever, not how it works. If there ever is a race war, you're not going to be welcome back. <laughs> oh, come on, your, your, come on, your ghetto pass is revoked indefinitely. You're going to be kicked okay. out of the group you think you're a part of right now. In, with the well, there, there's a lot of people that, kind of, that try to come back and when they got their black card, you know, pulled and they try to come back to the hood and be like, nope, nope. Mm-mm. Yeah, o- OJ like right now, even, yeah, of course, OJ. <laughs> but then 
<laughs> Hell, even Kanye right now is like he still walks that fine line. Like there's still a lot of people like nah, he can't come back. Even if yeah. he says something profound, like nope, you still said that Harry Tubman thing, bro. We can't let that go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> so they won't let it go, man. It's like you gotta tread lightly like that, man. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Well, I won't keep going with this because this will open up another two-hour episode. <laughs> right. So we could talk about we could talk about Candace Owens for hours, but why? Yeah, because yeah, she would I, first I, of all I, she first of all she would love that and that's the reason why we cannot do it yeah i don't okay. want, i don't want to at all because even to. when i forgot who it was it was oh god who was it that was really like like ripping her one oh dave Chappelle. when dave Chappelle, <laughs> but, and, but she was loving it she was like i'm a fan she's like oh my god i feel honored that you know that he i was like god damn it candace you're messing it up you're taking the funny out of everything david said <laughs> you know but it's like jeez man i mean that, that would be a clever response on her part whether she's a fan or not you know just exactly to- like, oh, I've got a sense of humor. Ha, ha, ha. Thanks a lot for saying my name. I'm sure I'm going to get more fun. Exactly. So like, that's damn. Thing, which is a clever, I mean, that's the best response if you're going to have a response at all. Well, first story. of all, because you know better. Somebody that was out of her league. You can't respond. You can't clap back on Dave Chappelle. You no, make it try with Cardi B, but you need to leave Dave. Don't yeah, do it with a comedian because, oh, my God, it'll be hope. In fact, you know what? You probably, somebody probably would have to get, a judge would have to be involved because you would get murdered online <laughs> just you know everything would be just be destroyed after that you you'd have to go into hiding after that you need to be in witness protection <laughs> so <laughs> like oh aren't you the girl that got torn apart by Dave Chappelle online like oh yes okay whatever so yeah you don't even want to go there you know but political discussions are always a waste of time because you, you have, no one's you have- changing their mind yeah, well, that that also, and then there's, there's always a couple scenarios. You have either you're with the camp where you guys all believe you're all professing the same thing, so you're all just bitching about this stuff, and then you're all reinforcing like, oh yeah, that's fucked up. Like, oh yeah, that's fucked up. No, th- this whole thing's a waste of time. The fact that we're even doing this at all is like, what are you doing to improve your own life? You're sitting here talking about stuff that has nothing to do with you most of the time, or pretty much all of the time. Or it's above your pay grade. There's nothing you can do about yeah, that. Exactly. You're not, you're not going to have any. <laughs> not by yourself. The other. Yeah. <laughs> You no one, no right. one's looking for what you think about this situation. No one cares. No. no one's coming to you for advice. You don't have a level of expertise in it. The best is social media where everybody thinks they're some kind of revolutionary now with their stories and their posts. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, you're so brave. You're so brave posting something on oh a fucking God. social media website from the comfort of your couch. Wow. Okay, first of all, you, no, you're, you're brave if you're in fucking communist China. And they know where you live yeah. and you post that shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. now you're brave, motherfucker. In fact, you're suicidal. What the fuck are you doing? Say, <laughs> get out of there. Don't do that. So self-preservation, bro. Come on. Yeah, like when people yeah. talk like, oh, we don't have rights in America. No, what, what the problem is, you've never been anywhere else. You know, I'm, and not, that's saying the thing. Pro- I'm not saying there aren't problems. Okay? We're not perfect, but damn it, it's better than most places. Because I've I'll been that much. where if you even, if someone even hears you saying something disparaging. They rat you out. They're going to rat you out. Perfect. You're going to be on the next plane out of that country at best, maybe even worse than that. You know, in Kenya, when I was out there, every business had to have a picture of their president at the time, President Moy, right? Yeah. And if you didn't have a picture of this guy, like if someone came around, some city official, you, you got a lot of heat for that. So, I mean, everyone had a picture of this guy for obvious reasons. The last thing you want to deal with is that. But that, that was... That, that was that was the kind of country you're in. And that was nothing compared to some of the other countries there. Right. Exactly. Go anywhere where there's a dictatorship and tell me about your rights. Well, this well, the American politics is like a dictatorship. You know, and guess what? That's our problem. 
We let that happen. Yeah. <laughs> we let that happen. So again, it's all about letting, giving up so many rights to feel a certain way or to make sure that your, your side is winning. So that's really on us. But in other places, they, they didn't have much to say about it. Okay. So yeah. So like I said, yeah, and I even have, you know, even people look like me. We'll sit there and say, America, this America. I said, look, man, look, we're pretty much disliked around the globe, but <laughs> things are a little bit better over here. It took a while. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. And it's not perfect. We still got a long way to go. But damn it, look at it this way. It's 2000, it's 2021. Just be happy it's not 1821 over here right now right. or 1921. Okay. So it's, like I said, things are not perfect, but they're way better than they used to be. Or the thing is, they're just not being spoken and they're being kept inside and not, they're not coming public with it because now they actually can actually have to deal with some consequences for some of the things they may say if right. they're just saying something disparaging. There's, they're flipping, it's a toss of the coin now at this point. It's like a 50 50 chance that you might end up with a three piece and a, and a biscuit. And then, and in the hood, that's called, okay, that's three punches to the face. Okay. And a, and a little extra. That's what, that's what that means. Okay. Whereas before, you know, that would be automatically a death sentence a hundred years ago, hell, even 60 years ago. So things have gotten a little bit better. So now, and not, not only that, you, it may even be documented. You may actually say something disparaging, get your ass whooped, get it recorded. It goes online. It goes viral. And not only did you get your ass beat globally and for the world to see, now you've <laughs> lost your job now. Because yeah. those yeah. companies don't want to be someone that associated with a racist. Right. So there are bigger consequences now for that. So and that, that's a good thing that there's actually consequences because you and I both grew up during a time period where there really weren't consequences. No, not at all. You could, you could, if you, you could, people just had to deal with racist behavior at their job or prejudice from other people. You just had to deal with it. If you complained about it, it didn't go anywhere. There was no way no. to document it and put it like society wasn't behind you at that time. It was, it was exactly. a month and that wasn't that long ago. It was when you no. and I were growing up. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, man. It's like one generation ago. <laughs> Not long at all. Yeah. So when people are like, Oh, nothing's changed. I was like, look, there are definitely some things that haven't changed. I'll give you that. But there's, there's things that have changed too. And it's a different, at least the, the temperature of the environment, for lack of a better metaphor, you know, there's right. different things now you can actually say these things and, and not be marginalized. Right. So like I say, yeah, we're not perfect. We've got a lot to work on still, but damn it, especially in these days and time, if you look around what's going on now, even the whole back and forth on both sides of a certain issue that we're not going to talk about. You look, yeah. at least, at least there is an argument going on there in certain countries. Nobody's getting, they're not given a chance to say a word. Right. This is like, no, this is the law now. And you're going to abide by it. Or we're taking everything from you and you're going to jail. And it's right. turning to, it, it is everybody wants to say, you know, Nazi Germany This like, no, there are places where it has become Nazi like right. with all of this. Right. So we still have a chance, even like I said, to still have a choice, not to say one way or the other, but they actually still have a choice. And whether you agree or disagree with the other person or whatever, like we still have that option right now as of now. Okay. So don't, don't, don't let that go over your head because other people, like I said, there are other, there are other places where they're fighting because they don't have that choice anymore. And it's just not being publicized because, Hey, 
doesn't work for everybody to let the world see how the rest of the world's really responding to things. So, so yeah. So just something to think about as we wrap this up. So you can, so you can ponder over this over a nice big bowl of uh, our special oatmeal. <laughs> and so make sure you get some nuts so you can stay slim and be able to think, you know, you can move around and think about these things because if you're overweight and out of shape, it's going to be very hard to really think about anything else <laughs> like this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, if you want, if the best thing you can do to fortify yourself against all the craziness is just be as healthy as you can. You know, go yeah. for a walk, eat some good food. Make sure your sleep is on point. De-stress. Go do some fun stuff. Don't, don't get too stressed out about everything. Exactly. Take charge of your health. There's, you should always, I mean, there's never a bad time to take charge of your health, but it's, there's never been a better time. Even more so now. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that's, that's the most important thing to do is that it's always been important, but now it's, it's showing how important, it's, it's way more acute now, the importance of it. We know right. beyond a shadow of a doubt like if you want to do something good for your fellow person, take charge of your health. Be exactly. as healthy as you can be. Like, you know, Jim Rohn had a really good line. We can end with this one. He said that, you know, in a relationship, you want to, I'm going to take care of myself. You take care of yourself. And that way we don't have to take care of each other. You know, that was there it is. And that's a good one, man. That's a good one. So yeah, ponder on that. And then we'll, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Take care, everybody. That wraps up this week's Live Life Progressively show. Be sure to head over to MikeMahler.com and NewWarriorTraining.com. Use the coupon code LLA12 and receive 12% off of your total purchase at either of those websites. Also, for more personal protection tips, make sure you head over to NewWarriorDefense.com. Support the production of the Live Life Progressively show by heading over to Patreon.com and becoming a patron. Simply go to Patreon.com slash LLA podcast. All Patreon subscribers receive Patreon-only access to our brand new show, Afterlife, which is a brand new behind-the-scenes episode that is not available to the public. Our Patreon subscribers also get to enjoy bigger discounts on all of our products by receiving Patreon-only discount codes beginning at 15% off on all products on MikeMahler.com and NewWarriorTraining.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Lastly, be sure to share the episode by following us on social media on Facebook as well as our new account on Instagram. Until the next episode, take care, everybody.